You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? It's Golden Spaces. We are back. We got an Odyssey original podcast, just in case you forgot. And we are reviewing the Warriors win over the Nets. Very, very controversial win, apparently. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, Warriors beat the Nets. Finally, their defense kind of shined through. Held the Nets to, I believe, under 100 points, but maybe it was closer to 100, whatever. But it's a much different final score than the ones they recently had. And, yeah, it was an interesting game. Interesting game. What did you think of the game? Well, I, I thought the game was I, – I thought we played really well. Initially starting out, we were kind of up and down. It was kind of just weird things happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a ton of turnovers in the first half. I think it was like 10. It was just like, yo, guys, just – just relax, calm down, you know, we're take a breath. It, it was as if the nets were speeding us up and, mm-hmm. and we were just frantic. Uh, then we kind of just like settled come second quarter. Things started to just, you know, get itself back together. Mm-hmm. And we cut down on the turnovers, which was really key in propelling us to this win. Uh, to the eventual win. But um, I, I thought solid, solid performances all around. And the fact that Curry was the only one to hit threes, <laughs> the threes Crazy. that went in, you know, is wild. But that we didn't settle. We went to work in the paint, just like it says here, 72 points inside the paint. We out-rebounded them, which again, we do that really well considering everybody always talks about our size, yet mm-hmm. we're still in the top five in rebounding. So make it make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, overall, this game, I just thought it was solid and a much needed win. And we got tons of contributions from unexpected players, I, I would say, you know, with Andrew being out. Clay kind of just, it just wasn't his night and that happens. Um, but Guy Santos, Lester Quinones continuing on that, but just bright spots there. And we got our boy Moses Moody back, played mm-hmm. a good uh, 15 minutes. But I mean, it wasn't his, you know, sharpest game, but it's his first game back. And he right. clearly was amped to just be playing, you know, so he had a few points and, and everything, but still just good to see him back and can't wait for tomorrow's game. And we know he's going to be playing more. for sure. 
for sure. I mean, we got news that Draymond is now questionable for that game. So <sighs> it's uh, it's always something with this team. Um, Gary's back day to day, right? He's not back back, but he should be he, he should be playing within the next few games. Andrew should be playing within the next few games. Um, so the team is starting to get back healthy. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you know, right around trade deadline time. So we'll see what the team looks like, both from a health standpoint and just from a player on the roster standpoint within the next few days. But yeah, I mean, I agree. They they just outworked the the Nets. And that was like kind of like the story of the second half, right? D Santos, Lester Quinones, Brandon Pajemski, those guys, they yeah. just play 100 miles per hour pretty much at all times, right? They're going to crash <laughs> yeah. the boards, take charges, do all the dirty work. And that's kind of always been something that has been not unique to the Warriors, but something that's been very a part of their DNA um, throughout the years is having guys that just don't care. They just want to play hard and make every play and do all the things. And you put enough of those guys around Steph, then, you know, as long as Steph is is on his game that night, you have a pretty good chance to win. Um, Draymond has been leading the charge of, of those things, of just making sure everybody's playing with energy, playing defense as much as they can. And, you know, it's it's at that point in the season where it's early February, like getting to the all-star break, late January, where a lot of teams are just dragging and the Warriors don't have time to drag. They don't they, they don't have that luxury right now. Yeah. So <laughs> they're playing with a sense of urgency that is, you know, necessary for them. Right. And you're going to run into a team that's struggling like the Nets or potentially whoever it is. Right. The Sixers the other night where just having more energy than them, you're just going to beat that team. Um, so it's it's nice that they're doing that and they just need to continue that throughout the rest of the season pretty much um so the story of the game obviously was <laughs> besides them getting the win was oh clay thompson did not close the game um this is what his second or maybe third time within the last mm-hmm. few games where he didn't close the game one of them obviously he missed the game and it's been made a big deal out of his you know, his play this season hasn't been up to his standard and people are taking this opportunity for him to, you know, not finish the game to kind of pile on him and say that he's the reason the season has gone the way it has. And he's completely washed. He needs to go to the bench and he's, he needs to do this and do that. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I would say that it's, it's not, you know, on clay that the team is where it's at. What, three games below 500, three or two or something like that? Mm-hmm. It, it's not all on Clay. Yes, Clay early on, him and Andrew simultaneously did not come into the season in form. So that set <laughs> set everyone back because it was just like, wait, we can't have both of y'all on the struggle bus. Like we we can't do that <laughs> because now that just that just messes up everything, really. It does. But Clay got out of the funk a lot sooner than Andrew. Andrew is just now really rounding into form. But back to Clay, it's just listen, it it shouldn't be that big of a deal, yet it is something that, oh wow, yeah, we're not closing with him. But again, like Kerr said, if if you ain't got it, because this isn't the time that we can kind of just like, all right, we're just gonna keep rolling with the same old, same old, same old, even mm-hmm. if you don't have it, but now it's kind of just like, listen, if you don't have it, we got to pull you. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, I just don't have it. So, and he still played 30 minutes. 
yeah, and was even... doing other things. So yeah. it it's just he ain't have it. So we go with someone else who is producing at that time, so we can get this win. Mm-hmm. And, and there should and so I'm not putting this, you know, onus on Clay. Clay personally, he's just having a tougher time, just kind of accepting where he is in his career and what his body is now he's just having that kind of tough time to accept it and say all right this is what it is i am not who i was prior to those horrendous injuries this is who i am now let me embrace who i am now and do everything that i can to be a positive really you know but again that that's going to take time for him to truly, truly accept it. And right now it's just tough for him to come to grips with that. But mm-hmm. you know, it happens in a long career in the NBA that people eventually have to come to the realization of where their game is. Mm-hmm. But he still has a lot of upside. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> get yeah. rid of him, toss him to the side. No, it's not that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just speaking back to the game, I don't even think it was a that him not having. I think they had a run going, and his normal rotation would have been to come back in probably around the four-minute mark or mm-hmm. something like that, and it was just like, well, we're in the middle of a run, so why would we bring him back in? It doesn't really make sense to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's – I think he's he's having a – he's having to deal with the fact that he's not as explosive as he used to be, like, as a scorer, right? He's not as – consistent as he used to be and i do think there's factors beyond his control that are contributing to that but yes it's definitely tough right he's not a guaranteed staple in whatever they're doing on the court and that's that's something that's that he has to deal with as well like he said just going from one of the best players in the league to now like yeah gi santos is going to close over you in this game because gi santos got it like clay in his prime it's like it don't matter what gi santos doing you come back in this game right Right. So having to deal with that, obviously, it's, it's been tough on him. But I do think um, I think he's just more so upset at how he's playing, like how he's shooting the ball and stuff like that. I think overall, when I look at Clay this season, it's like, well, he's playing less minutes. He's taking less shots. He's passing the ball a little bit more. He's playing defense as much as he can. Right. He's not. He's not assigned to the quick guards anymore. He's not assigned to any shooting guards. He's assigned to big wings and slower players and stuff like that. And he's had some great games on guys, and he's had some games where guys just mm-hmm. couldn't miss when they when he's guarding them. So it is what it is. I wouldn't consider him a bad defender. I would just say, like, he does his job. He tries to do his job, right? He's really, really tall. I mean, he's tall for his position still. He has long arms, and he's strong. So he can guard most of the guys of his position. Um, and then you just look at other things like, well, is he is he is he rebounding the ball? Is he stealing the ball block? He's never been the type of guy to do those things. So when you look at his value on the court, 
what is he asked to do? Make shots, draw multiple <laughs> defenders, and then make it open for other make it open for other teammates, and you know just play within the flow of the game. And I think he's done that for the most part. It's just the, the making yeah. shots part has not been up to his standard. And since that's the most like obvious thing to notice, it's like Clay's terrible now, right? Like because he's not shooting the ball up to his standard. So people are saying, well, yeah, he's he's washed. And um, you know, I think just like most shooters. You go through you go through slumps, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a point in the season again, like he just had, where he can't miss, right? So, I mean, that's my opinion on Clay. It's like people pile on him and stuff like that, and it's like he's probably reason number six or seven why the season has gone the way it's, it's gone, <laughs> right? If he's at his prime, sure, he would have had the talent and the ability to pull them out of the, the ground where they were, where mm-hmm. they are. He's not that caliber of player yet, but he's not the reason why they're this bad, right? There's other things that we don't really have to go into, right? Right, but like, it ain't it ain't Clay, it ain't Clay. Um, so that's just my opinion on it. Like, people can have their opinion on his ego or whatever <laughs> stuff off the court you want to talk about. I think that stuff is pretty irrelevant. <laughs> Um, his contract's pretty irrelevant. Like, I don't think they yeah, have had that... any issue building a roster with that contract on it. They have the highest payroll in the league. They have no issue spending money outside yeah. of Clay's contract. So it doesn't really matter. Um, so that's it is what it is. People are going to make Clay the easy target. I think it's unfair, but people are going to do what they want to do. Yeah, and, and it's not – it's just he is one of the – players so it's easy to go at him because it's Mm -hmm. it's the splash brothers it's like yo if he's not you know if he's not hitting at a high clip that we're used to it kind of just it is one of those glaring things because in (laughs) the other night that game like he like just bricked like off the side it was just like yeah okay okay what's going on here um you know what just just have a seat. Let's just, you know, take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was just those and and you just knew all right, he he's really not like all all the way there. And he was just sick. So take that on top of the fact that he is older, so you know, he could be fatigued as well mm-hmm. cuz he does play high minutes anyway. So mm-hmm. just all of that coming together to a head. This is what happens in the game against mm-hmm. the Nets, and so yeah. it's just everything balloons. And, and we saw, go ahead. And we saw in 2022 with Steph. Once a once a certain narrative kind of gets into your head as a player, it can affect your game, right? It can affect your ability to shoot. Steph had his worst shooting season of his career in 2022. Does he did he lose the ability to shoot? No, I'm sure. He got into his head about that record mm-hmm. and he started slumping. He also had the hand injuries from, from before. Um, you know, he had some stuff going on with his family outside of the off the court. Right. Right. And then people, then it, then the narrative started picking up. Steph's lost. it. He ain't shooting the same no more. And it was an extended, extended stretch of him just not being able to shoot the ball. Like even at league average levels, let alone his level. Um, and I'm sure the, the contract situation with clay, how the uncertainty of, of free agency, what contract he's going to get, and people within the fan base and outside of the fan base piling on them every chance they get, I'm sure that gets to a player. So in my opinion, everybody need to lay off clay a little bit. 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if he's not playing well, by all means, like, it's fair game. But the right. whole, like, slanderous nature of it is just very weird to me, especially yeah. to someone who's done this much for the franchise. Um, so that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. And just to put a bow on this, I think I think why the vitriol happens with Clay is because of just how he wears it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very just seems just so, you know, like nonchalant about it. Yet, if if he isn't playing well, he's showing it. He's, you know, the slumping, the, uh, the you know, so he shows it a little bit more. And mm-hmm. that allows for the C, 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 you know, so yeah. that if it was just kind of just like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm trying, you know, and. I just had had a bad one. So, hey, if I got to sit down, I got to sit down. But that's not how he presents. So that, you know, that's when people really just start, you know, coming after him even more so than it was just like if he kind of just was like, eh, it happens. He he wouldn't even get that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a prideful guy. He wears his pride on his sleeve so you can see when he isn't playing well or he isn't included in something like he's very much like, damn, like internally, he's very much like upset with himself, Mm -hmm. upset with the situation. And then on the flip side, when you ask him about it or when someone like that, he isn't close with asking about it, it's very defensive because of that pride. It's like, Mm -hmm. would you want me to bench myself? Like, I don't care what nobody thinks. He very clearly cares. Right. Like, right. Right. (laughs) So I guess that rubs people the wrong way to me. It's like, it's just, he's a human being and understanding how human beings work. It's no reason for me, someone who doesn't even know him to take it personally, even as a fan, like for, for him to say, like, what do you say? Um, I don't lose any sleep over the the fans booing and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about him <laughs> saying that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just his pride talking. That's just someone who wants to do well. And when people are like talking about how he isn't doing well, it makes him upset. That's just a natural human uh, reaction. I, me personally, who am I to be like F Clay? Like he's so selfish because he says something like that when he's been right. on this team for all these years, putting his body on the line, um, trying to help this team win and trying to build a dynasty. And he did build a dynasty. So it's like, that's where to me, there's a disconnect for me. Some people would take it personally. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 